Eric, is it Friday? Is Bethany here with you on a Wednesday? Uh, no to both. The reason... Hi, and welcome to the podcast. It is Wednesday, November 9th. Um, started with this because it got played at the walleye game today. What? So, and I was excited to know that my dad knows this song, but if you remember where I picked this up from, my dad's a big baseball fan. He knew from where I got it because it was played by the Mets and their closer and blah, and my dad watches baseball all the time. Um, we'll, we'll hit some some political ups and downs, some people lost that I didn't like, some people won that I was very ill. We'll get to that at the end of today's podcast. Let me give you dad stuff. So the story that I forgot to tell you yesterday, and I I, I think I've mentioned this before. I always want to ask, I remind, remind, if I ever meet radio hosts that I really like who do talk, who do talk shows, I want to ask them, how often they regret forgetting to do something on their show. Eric, you're not live. This is recorded. Why don't you just go back and why don't you just read? No, redoing it is unacceptable. I, I, I laugh and raise an eye to that, an eyebrow to that in the same way when people are like, so how long does editing take you? Editing? Ha! Um, yesterday, I forgot to share with you, and I, oh, by the way, Listen to the radio show, 120, 320, 520, qualifying for Michigan-Ohio State tickets, which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, they're two and three right now, and I don't know about you, but I will not forget. I had just moved home. My dad, eh, he like, likes football, sports guy, didn't really understand when I had moved home to Philadelphia from Monroe, the enormous nature of Michigan-Ohio State and that game being one versus two. And I had just left here, so it was a big deal to me. I remember exactly where I was, where I watched it. That could happen again. Georgia is number one. They're two and three. And Georgia doesn't play any ranked teams, but they could get upset. And then you'll have Michigan-Ohio State one and two for that game. 120-320-520. So my dad came out to visit me this week, and I don't think he's ever been here six months apart. He was here in May. But he came out because his uh, his girlfriend was going on a cruise. So right then and there, if we're talking simply climate and weather, she won that one, even though um, beautiful day today. And we've got spring col- spring weather with fall colors and a wild moon the last couple of days. I, I didn't see the blood moon. I saw the full moon this morning with the clouds floating through it. It looked like... Um, the cover or the intro of like some movie production company. It, it looked theatrical. So my dad dropped Terry off to go on a cruise. She left, she dropped her off like I think somewhere in Bayonne, New Jersey. That's like North Jersey outside of New York where a lot of cruises leave from. I took a cruise once. I loved it. Went to Bermuda. I'm still here. Um, They were going to the Bahamas. I say they were going to the Bahamas because if you... May have seen, I think the name is Nicole. Nicole is a storm forming in the Atlantic and is is possibly going to turn into a hurricane and hit, I believe, Florida. I mean, if you're most hurricanes hit Florida, it would have been a good guess. So they had to reroute from the Bahamas. And this was yesterday, my dad told me. Where did they get rerouted to? These are this is my dad's exact words. A private island off of Haiti. <laughs> what? Um, 
I told this to Alex and her mom yesterday, and her mom said, make sure they watch the movie, and I knew what she was going to say, because I saw it. This is another one with RoboCop, which my dad took me to see in like 87 that I should not have seen. My mom took me to see Serpent and the Rainbow. You ever see that? I think Bill Pullman was in it. I think it was Haiti, where they were burying people alive, where this crazy, scary voodoo shit. Like, it, it wasn't even, like, scary horror. It was just, like, the, the the terror of the culture. Serpent and the Rainbow. So, and do you, know, do you know what Haiti is? Haiti is not good. I'm fairly certain it is the poorest and most war-torn place in this hemisphere. There are very few other places you would want to be on Earth. So to today, private island. Oh, okay. Like that'll be the last. That'll be the last time we hear from you. Private island. Air quotes. So I, I think they were there today, but they couldn't. They couldn't. They didn't do the ports or anything. Um, and my, I heard Terry say she was on speakerphone with my dad. Wherever they were, there was some type of militarized fencing. I'm not making that up. So. <laughs> keep me as far away from Haiti as possible. I, I think my dad mentioned that at some point they were going to get to the other side of that. Because that's, is that called Hispaniola? One side is Haiti, the other side is the Dominican Republic. I think my dad said that they're going to try to get there. Well, good luck. Because you might not leave Haiti. The other thing with my dad is I obviously cannot... Thank him enough for coming. And my refrigerator is stuffed with Wawa pretzels. I am delighted to see my dad. I'll tell you this. It's a little uneasy. It's for two reasons. One, there's another human being in my home. You want to talk about like really being uneasy? The dogs didn't sleep with me, which is so bizarre. Andre sleeps underneath the pillow next to me. Diddy sleeps in the middle of the bed. And I sleep on him, on my side. I, I, I'm not joking. I sleep like... He's my he's my spoon. They slept down. Andre slept on the couch with my dad and his dog Luna. Uh, Diddy slept on on the blanket that that is in the living room for him. So it was super weird. And but I slept okay. So one having another person in the house. Two. It is oh the other thing that is uneasy about having him here is I don't see him. So it's weird having seen him age and what he's like. And being around him constantly as opposed to just the phone calls, which is just a small snapshot of who 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 he is. So in some ways, it's like having a stranger in my house. Uh, my cauliflower cheesesteaks, I forgot the cheese, but I wanted to make this. I, I saw a recipe that a stadium was now serving those. Um, my cauliflower at Monette's was $5 a head. So I'm like, I'm not buying two. I was on a hunt for rolls all day long, and I, I made do, but um, to make sure I had enough to, to make these cauliflower cheesesteaks, and they turned out good, I give myself a B. Josh was over last night. I like cooking. I don't like cooking for myself because I hate leftovers, which I have because I loaded up on green peppers and, and white onions because I didn't want to buy a second cauliflower, and the onions and peppers were still cheap, so there was a lot of that, but again, not bad. Um, the other thing on my dad is it's very challenging finding things to do when he visits. Why? We have so much to do here. Those aren't necessarily things 
he likes to do. He's not an art museum person. I don't know if he, if I said, Dad, our art museum, if you just walked through it and didn't know you were in Toledo, you would think you were in some beautiful European metro with all the beauty that our art museum has. That's not his thing. He doesn't, that, he just, no. Um, metro Park, sure, we could take the dogs for a walk. I thought about the Imagination Station, but no. Uh, when I go home, we have a lot to do because I enjoy going to downtown Philadelphia, Center City, where there is a ton of historical things to visit. The Betsy Ross House, the Broken Bell, um, Independence Hall, because that was where our country, that, Philadelphia was the first capital of our country. I love seeing that history. And we have a hell of a science center, art museum, uh, museum of natural history, blah, all that stuff. We don't, so me and my dad do like history. There's not as much history here as there is on the eastern coast of the United States where, you know, this country started. So I was going to try Fort Meggs. But then I saw, and it was Ted Long was even going to give me his tour. Uh, I went on the website and saw that part of it is being restored and is closed till March. Thank goodness I found that there was a walleye game this morning. And it was a kid's game. Um, so here was, here was what I was measuring. Go to Fort Meggs and uh, see that a lot of it is off limits and the museum isn't that interesting and we're there for 15 minutes and I'm like, Dad, let's go. Or thousands of screaming kids at a hockey game. My dad, I will always default to sports with my dad. So we did that. We enjoyed it. I have been to a walleye game in some time. The kid that probably threw up the... The middle finger on Saturday night was not there. I saw no middle fingers. Uh, a friend of mine who works at the wall, a girl that I know on social, she's like, I hope you're ready for it to be loud. And it was loud because they probably played the uh, make noise or let's get loud stuff in the arena more often than they normally do. But it was uh, it was, it was, it was a very high pitch because of kids too. Uh, a good time. I was glad to get out there. And there was probably only 5,000 people. There were a lot of empty seats. And the uh, ticket dude, I was like, hey, keep us away from the kids. He's like, uh, I've got something. And we were like a row over from a, a section of kids, but our section was empty. And then we should have stayed. It was a shootout overtime loss for the walleye. Um, a couple of quick things. The trail. We'll be back to, I think, two lanes on each side where it was being, um, where it was under construction. Uh, construction is done till March. So from Toledo to Maumee, that's all straightened out. The intersection I get here with, Avoid for the next two weeks. I already saw a lane restricted at Burn. Burn and Airport, already one of the busiest intersections in the area, and dangerous too, is uh, under construction because they demolished the rallies. If you if you hit that intersection, you've probably seen there's a structure going up behind where the rallies was. I think that's a gas station. And I had heard a while back, maybe from Ashley, where the rallies was a Dunkin' Donuts is go- a Dunkin's going. That's four years too late because when I started doing the morning show again here at Q105, I had to make my, I had to do Keurig coffee or Circle K. Not, Circle K was fine, especially when it was like a buck on Monday, but it would have been great to have Dunkin' there. My, my, my favorite everyday coffee place, which I go to on the weekends, the Dunkin' on Conan. We're getting more Dunkin's now, finally. Um, they're going to build, I think, some islands like at Monroe and Talmadge. 
um, at airport in Bern. Like, no, you know me. Nobody should be making left turns across uh, oncoming lanes out of, unless it's at a light. When you're doing it not at a light, you're going to wait forever and it's dangerous, especially at that intersection. But I'm wondering, I, I hope they widen those lanes because even if they make turning better, and if you turn there, you know you can wait whether you're going left from airport onto burn or left from burn onto airport. It's a long wait and dangerous too. Um, but I'm guessing with another gas station in Duncan, there will be a lot more traffic there. So I don't know, even if you make turning better, that might be offset by more volume. Regardless, avoid the intersection for a couple weeks. Great news. I'm not surprised. The library and Metro Park levies each had like 72 and 75%. Big wins. Imagination Station. I thought it would be closer. I think it was 62 or 65. All the levies passed. Thank you. We didn't want... My friend said, we're going to cut down all the trees in the Metro Parks. That was funny. And I said, does that mean the library will charge for books? And the Imagination Station will still be there, but you're in, you have to bring your own imagination. Um, so my friend who's visited the podcast, I was surprised that Erica White lost. And I, as I said to her, I was like, I was surprised because the Marin guy, like, has he been out of his house to campaign? So that, that's disconcerting that he did not do a lot of campaigning and easily won. I was surprised Nancy Larson lost. Uh, Paula Hicks Hudson defeated Tony Dia. Uh, who else? Michelle Grimm is now going to leave council and, uh, what I guess head to Columbus. Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, not a surprise. Tim Ryan lost. And, um, hopefully JD Vance will become less of a Trump acolyte and more of a pragmatist, like who he's, um, succeeding Rob Portman and he and, uh, Sherrod Brown can work together. Hope he's not a Trump person. And as Ohio continues to get redder, Michigan gets bluer. Now, that's certainly dominated by the metros. So Detroit, Flint, Grand Rapids, which I obviously have no problem with. But um, uh, I believe whatever it was, I, I might not be saying this, might not be phrasing this right, but uh, abortion was codified into Michigan. So I think Roe v. Wade and, and Dobbs doesn't matter anymore. Um, choice wins out in Michigan. So, yes. But also, I think for the first time in decades, the governor, Gretchen Whitmer, won over a Trump, big-time Trump lover. Um, but I think for the first time in, like, decades, in Michigan, the House and Senate there, um, the Michigan Congress, are all Democrat. So Michigan seemingly gets bluer for now as we get redder. Was there anything else that was upsetting to me? Um, oh, I only bring this up because you may, the race got a lot of press because it's Dr. Oz and uh, it's a tight race. John Betterman, who is the lieutenant governor and uh, makes me look like I dress to the nines and wear a, a suit and tie and collared shirt everywhere. He has a six foot seven bald dude who looks like he'd be on a motorcycle, always wears a hoodie, often in shorts. He's that guy when it, when, it, when it's 43 in, in March, wears shorts. Uh, comes from a small town called Braddock. Uh, and helped turn that blue-collar town around. Had an issue where I think he pulled a gun on some some black kids a while back, but he got past that. He had a stroke in the middle of the campaign. 
thankfully, um, that was not used against him as it pervertedly could have been. Oh, he's a disabled guy. He he can't possibly he can't possibly run. Um, but he won, and that makes me happy. And there's another Jewish governor of Pennsylvania, which you may or may not care about, but it's it's good when um, that state is that, that state's purple. And you know, it we are something here. Are we the Rust Belt, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan? Uh, it matters when states adjacent to us go in directions. If you're listening here to this podcast, we like trying to think if there's anything. Oh, Marcy Kaptur just romped over J.R. Majewski, likely carried by Lucas County. Uh, the uh, Bowling Green, the the levy to build a new high school, I believe, did not pass. And I believe the opposition was it cost too much. And I think it was going to be like $120 a year. That is a big ask. Um, what else? What else? What else? We have a 20, the first ever Gen Z uh, person was elected to, I think, uh, the Florida Congress, Florida House of Representatives. Don't know his name. Mason, Max Maxwell something, 25 years old. And if I'm not mistaken, it's in, in or right around Orlando, which... If somebody, if that person is going to win, it's going to be in an area. But, um, and that area is is very young as it is. But that that's a lot of responsibility when you're in in, a, in one of the fastest growing cities in America, Orlando. Um, it was traffic ridden when I was there. It it has to be so much worse now, twenty years later. Is there anyone else regionally of note? Uh, my friend's dad, Bob Lada, he won. Lori Oland, the judge, won. And I think that all about cover it. Um, people will say the media got it wrong. The red wave didn't happen. Actually, if I'm observing it correctly, which I'm probably not, but it seemed like things were pretty balanced. Um, it didn't get that red. It didn't get that, that as bad as it could be for how much people seemingly disliked the president. It seemed to be pretty balanced. Um, and maybe that means that there there's some hope out there. That the polarization and the extremism on a lot of sides and the volume will come down. I'm sure I'm forgetting something like I started this podcast with when it comes to all the all the political things. But uh, I think I passed along the important things. And um, thanks for listening to, today, to today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Yes, I believe we will be.